Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. I'm going to teach you today how to renew your mind. And I can tell you that I've done it. And I, I was in, I was, and I was in the church for years. But I was not successful in Christ. I had a measure of success, but I thought in terms of breakthrough and I thought in terms of favor. And I thought that's what I needed in order to, to accelerate in Christ. No one ever said anything and taught me how to renew my mind. And the minute it took the Holy Spirit to train me in this. And the minute that I started doing it and my mind got transformed and my mind began to get renewed, everything changed. Yeah, it was, it was not just good. It was great. Do you know what it's like to have a mind that no matter the circumstances that are presented to you, it is at peace. Filled with love. The enemy has laid information pathways in your brain. And it's filled with all of the experience of your life. Like everything that's ever happened to you, the trauma, the betrayal, Things that you learned in college and high school, all of this information, it laid tracks like a train track. And all of those tracks remain in your mind. And when you get saved, Jesus said, you're not going to be able to apprehend the kingdom. You're not going to be able to live this different kind of life that actually is completely opposite of the world system unless you change your mind. Repentance means to change your mind. You've got to create new railway system in your mind with a new information track in your mind so that everything that comes in now flows down that new railway system, that new system of information. Therefore, the conclusions will be different because it's going down a different pathway in your mind. I'm not going to get into it today, but you should, you should research or, or, or read a lot of what Caroline Leaf has discovered about the human brain and the word of God. It is fascinating because everything that they've discovered these days, and we're in what they call like a, like a, a, a new frontier of the brain because of all of the imaging and everything that they can see in the brain now and how they understand it works. Well, guess what? It works just like the Bible says that it works, which is amazing. So this is how I, this is how I started off. I'm sure you are different, but maybe not. Um, I had wrong beliefs and negative thinking. I had poverty thinking. I had unbelief. I had fear and I had confusion. That's how my mind worked. And so I've got, I've got the prophetic that's being filtered through that. So you get a prophetic word from me, but it would come through that filter. And while it's accurate, it's not necessarily coming in love. So I really had to pull back in the beginning of how I delivered the word of God to people. 
And I had to realize, I realized really quick, this is not good. But I didn't know how to fix it, again, until the Holy Spirit broke in. So so in my mind, there was constantly a battle between the lie of the enemy and the truth of God. So I wasn't really going anywhere. Because those two things were warring, so I'm never advancing. Do you understand? Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. All right. First thing John the Baptist did, he said, repent. All right. First thing that Jesus said, repent. First thing that Peter said when the 3,000 came in, repent. In other words, change your mind. Um, So how many of you have, like when something happens in your life, you're led by experience? You can raise your hand. Emotion, oh, whatever. Every woman in this place, you're like, but I feel it must be true. I'm telling you, my emotions led me off more cliffs. I remember when my precious daughter, Bliss, was uh, first injured and she was quadriplegic and, and I was having to stay up all night, you know, every two hours and uh, turn her and um, and get her dressed and never saw friends, and this had gone on for about six months, and uh, just really, really hard, teaching her to eat again, teaching her to dress, and, uh, and you know, carrying her around everywhere, and I remember I was just having this big pity party, and I, I was feeling so sorry for myself, and um, I had all kinds of thoughts, you know, like, where's the, don't, you know, we're all looking for the exit door, amen, you know, you're in that trial, and you're like, where's the exit? I'm in so much pain right now. So I had all of these thoughts in my mind about what my plan would be to get out of this pain. And none of them were from the Lord. And the Holy Spirit broke in and he said, how long are you going to be led by your emotions and not my word? And you know, when the Holy Spirit asks you a question, (laughs) it's like, you already know the answer. You're like, okay, sorry. Danny Silk said this. And keep your love on, he says, if you want to preserve relationships, you must learn to respond instead of react to fear and pain. So I was reacting. So my, my, my actions, my reactions were negative. I wasn't responding in love. It wasn't being filtered in peace. It, you know, my brain was on fire in panic. And so therefore, I was reacting negatively. You see, a mind that's at peace and rest is a mind that is bound to the mind of Christ. He's told us to enter into his rest. Now, a lot of us in the book of Hebrews will read about that and we'll think to ourselves, it has to do with works. And you're like, well, what do you mean enter into your rest? I'm supposed to be at rest. What does that mean exactly? Am I not supposed to work? It doesn't have anything to do with that. Because he's talking about our heart posture. When he talks about in the book of Hebrews, he talks about their heart um, being in rebellion. What that word heart also includes the entire soul life. So it includes the mind, the will, and the emotions. And so he's saying these things need to be at rest. So I want to go there for a minute. Turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 3. 
Hebrews is my favorite book of the Bible. Okay, we're going to start in uh, verse 15. Chapter 3, verse 15. Today, if you will hear his voice, that means today. That means for you today. Today. If you hear his voice, in other words, if you hear his word, you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Interesting. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. So he's talking about the wilderness. So, so God, in all of his wisdom, he takes Egypt. We all know the story, right? We all know about Moses. We all know about the 10 plagues. Why 10 plagues? What was God doing? He could have done it any way that he wanted to do it. He could say, let my people go. Bam! They've been let go. But instead, he demonstrated the truth of who he was to his people because they had forgotten. They didn't remember. They were slaves. They'd been slaves for 400 years. Generationally, they had a negative mindset. They had a slavery mindset that said, if I'm going to get ahead, I'm going to have to do it myself. Listen to what I'm saying to you. If I'm going to get ahead, I'm going to have to do it myself. And he said, no, watch how I supernaturally extract you from a demonic culture and bring you into my promised land. So what's happening right now? We're in the middle of a huge exodus. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. But those that hear his voice today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts like those in the rebellion, but listen and follow. Let your minds be renewed. He called them stiff-necked. Why? Because their necks did not allow them to, for their minds to move in the direction of God's will. So he's bringing them out of Egypt. God didn't, like, forget the direction of where the promised land was. He sent them to the Red Sea on purpose. Because again, he's demonstrating who he is in order to change their minds. They cross the Red Sea. Think about how miraculous this is. Think about the kind of how you get marked about the truth of who God is. That's why the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. That's why this is so important for you in this hour. It should be everything, day and night, night and day. What do I do? I pray. I, I know how God's word can work for me, how God's word can advance everything that I have been called to do in this life. And so he was establishing something in his people. It was God that told Moses, I want you to get these 12 men and I want them to spy out the promised land. 
You see, there's a promised land that's been laid before the body of Christ today. But there are giants in the land. And many people are, are dying because of fear. And they're saying, oh boy, coronavirus, vaccines, mandates, the border, evil, demons, child sacrifice, child trafficking, human trafficking, sex trafficking, the blood of the innocents. We are being bombarded with all of these giants. And it, there were only two. That's 20%. Well, no, it's, let's say 12. Somebody help me with the math there. It's not 20%. It's less than 20%. 15%. Only 15% that came back and said, we can because God said. Versus those that said we can't because we ha- we don't have the ability. So that there were there were those who were still stuck in Egypt. They still had the mindset that they had to do it in their own strength. And then there were the two that said, no, 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 no. God's already spoken. It's His strength. It's His mighty hand. He's the one that said, go out. You can conquer all. I'm giving them to you. They are your bread. You see, only two had the renewed mind. Only two were able to lay hold of what God had for them. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. And so there's a warning today that says, in your mind, a renewed mind is at rest and it's at peace. It's a place where the Holy Spirit can come and land on so that you don't react, but you respond. Amen. All right, a renewed mind. Here's what we don't want to do. We don't want to be stiff-necked so we can't turn and follow God. We need to say... When they say to us, you're going to be fired if you don't get the jab, we need to say, all right, I'm going to respond to this, and I'm going to say, okay, God, how do you want me to take my promised land in this situation? Because God's already got a plan. Trust me when I say to you, he is not afraid of the this demonic plan. He has his own plan. Remember in Psalm 2, he laughs at the plans of the enemy. Follow his voice. Don't be stiff-necked and say, I've got to do this in my own strength. He said, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit will you do these great things. And then once you step out, you are going to see that so many others that are at your job are going to do the same. This isn't even, I mean, it's about the jab, but it's, but it's, it's about freedom. It's about being enslaved. And if we don't take a stand now, our children will be enslaved. So uh, what are the works of God that we must work? John 6, 29. Believe in him 
and whom he sent. In other words, believe in the living word. All you've got to do is believe. It's hard to believe when you have fear. Have you ever tried to do that? You're like, I'm afraid, and you're fighting against that thing. But when there's no fear, faith takes root and begins to blossom, and all of a sudden, you're like, what are you talking about? God already spoke. These guys, these giants that are like nine feet tall, this is going to be so easy for us. God's just going to give them to us. And it's going to be natural. You're going to believe that more than you're going to believe the other. Somebody will say, but what if blah, 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 blah. And you're thinking, what are you talking about? That's not even reality. You live less in the world than you do in heaven. When your mind is renewed. Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world no longer belongs to you. It's not a pattern that's going to work for the body of Christ in the days to come. It's gone. Forget it. You've got to make a decision. Bam, I'm going to be a disciple. That's it. Word is done. That pattern no longer works for me. The pattern is, is that of a renewed mind. That's what's going to work for me. And again, there's a connection between knowing the will of God and having a renewed mind. It is impossible to know the will of God unless your mind is renewed. Luke 12, 29 says this, and do not seek, Jesus said it, do not seek what you eat or what you drink, nor have an anxious mind. Do not have a fearful mind. When you get afraid, you pull back. All of a sudden you pull back. Instead of continuing to move forward. And when you pull back, you start thinking about ways to strategize, to start changing the situation that you find yourself in. Instead of saying, oh man, that's weird. That just happened. Huh. Well, God, what are you going to do about that? Let's have a talk about it. I need to know what your heart is. I need to know what your mind is. And I need the word of God. Trust me, in the days to come, you do not want to be a goat. You want to be a sheep. My sheep hear my voice. Goats? No, 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 no. There's going to be goat nations and sheep nations. God is coming back as a lion. He was a lamb, but he ain't a lamb no more. I said ain't, sorry. Bad grammar. Let me tell you something. Those that hear his voice, those that know their God will do great exploits. And the earth is looking for the real church to rise up. The real church, please stand up. Come on. Amen. I love y'all. So awesome. A renewed mind is a courageous mind. Courage. The first one to step out and to say, not on my watch. I don't care whether you're in IT. I don't care if you're a nurse or a doctor, if you're a teacher or an Indian chief. Okay, everybody 50 and older got that. You're a forerunner. 
You stand on truth. You stand on love. And you go out and say, Mm-mm, I'm not doing that. I will, you will not bend me, but I will bend you. You will bow to the living God. Amen. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So how do you do this? How do you renew your mind? So I was, um, I went away on a, um, sabbatical. It was like going to be a three day sabbatical where I was alone. And if anybody knows me, you know that <laughs> me being alone is not very appealing. <laughs> I mean, I was like at a cabin alone. There were other cabins there, but I didn't know anybody. So I was at this cabin alone on this river. It was really beautiful. And, um, you know, like the first day was pretty rough. I was like, oh, I'm alone. It's fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not just an extrovert. I'm like somebody that really my love bucket gets filled when I'm around, like all of you. Like right now, I'm like feeling so much love in this room. There's like, you know, 300 of you here and I'm going, oh, this is the best day of my life. I go to conferences with like 20,000 young adults and I'm telling you, I feel completely energized. Like I'm the most alive I've ever been. So it was pretty rough. But the Holy Spirit began to talk to me, and um, and in that place, he said, uh, I want to teach you something about my word. And so he taught me how to renew my mind. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it, and it was so easy. I didn't realize. I'm like, why didn't somebody tell me this? And and the thing is, is, I, is that the fruit of it has been enormous for my life. For the life of my family, for the, for my marriage. So I'm no longer reacting to something that happens. I respond in a different way. And it's weird. It's almost like it's the area where you can't be offended, where you're not hurt anymore, where you're like, whoa, that just landed on love. And you're thinking to yourself, man, what are they going through? They must really be hurting. They must really be struggling. They must really. So the way you respond is like, I'm not thinking so much about self-protection. I'm not thinking so much about my way and his way or my way and their way. I'm just thinking about God's way. That's what a renewed mind does. And in that place, you never pull back. You never like go in reverse, but you're always moving forward. Like you're running with the horses and you're not growing weary anymore, you know? You're always strengthened in that place. All right, so I have numbers. All right, so number one, 
The first thing, of course, you want to do is you want to repent, and we're going to do that this morning. Um, you got to get it out of your mouth. Father, I repent. You got to say it. You got to say it out of your mouth. I repent, God, for leaning on my own understanding. God, I repent that the things in my mind have been the opposite of what you have said. God, I repent for leaning on my own understanding. Amen. Um, Jesus' main message was to repent, and Paul takes it one step further. He said, do not be conformed, of course, by the pattern. Uh-oh, I'm already, I'm repeating myself, sorry. Um, James 4.8 says this, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you who are double-minded. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. It's a mind that's that believes but doesn't believe. Paul said this when he first started, God, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. And so there's a place in us where we, we're trying, we're going, we're going, but then because we haven't been successful at fully renewing our minds, it gets shortcutted. It gets shortcut. Sorry. Again, grammar. Number two. Peter said this, we have to be baptized in water. The old man gone and the new man that rises up out of the water. Matthew 3, 8 says this, therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. Bear fruit worthy of the fact that your mind has changed. Once you your mind gets changed and your mind is renewed, I am telling you all of this stuff about inner healing. And look, I'm not against inner healing. It's great. But the inner healing, the deliverance, all of that, a lot of people think they have, you know, demons or they have this or I'm telling you, beloved, you have an unrenewed mind. If you will take the time to renew your mind, you're not going to struggle so much because the, the truth of God's word will be established in your mind and everything that comes into your mind has to go through that word. And the, the fruit that comes out is like a hundredfold. Okay. Indeed, I baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Number three is the baptism of fire. John 3 says this, verse 5. Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is the flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is the Spirit. Water and fire. Water and fire. Water and fire. Whew. Being baptized with water is cleansing us. Being baptized in the fire is igniting us. That we are cleansed and we are a raging fire. That fire falls on a cleansed mind so that we can overcome, so that the word of God is illuminated, illuminated. It's like light hits the word, and all of a sudden, like fire 
shut up in our bones, life shut up in our bones for forward momentum. And the last thing is this, training your mind with the word of God. Ephesians 5, 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse her. This is, this is, this is, he's talking about Christ and his church, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she may be, should be holy and without blemish. So this is what this looks like. We've got to wash ourselves with the water of the word. So what I did is I had a bunch of these printed out for you. And we're going to have the full, the full um, list of them, the full book. Here's the, here's the full book. I have this. So I made this because the Lord told me, um, he gave me everything in this book. And he said, my word is a weapon. My word is a sword. And it's going to help you to get to where you need to go. It'll destroy the enemy that stands in your way. It'll help to create a pathway for you to walk in. Walking on the word of God into the very thing that God has called you to. It helps you to renew your mind. And you've got to put it in first person. You've got to put it in the I am's. You got the I am living on the inside of you. The word of God has to be turned into your I am because there are things in this word is what the Lord told me that he said, you're not using. It's the truth of who you are. And the only way for you to renew your mind is you've got to read it over yourself every day. Every day. Until you have been fully established. Until the word of God has come into union with you. You don't know where he ends and you begin. You so fully believe in who you are in him, there's no separation. What did Jesus say? He said that the enemy didn't have anything in him. There was no doorway, no open door for the enemy to come into his mind. Every door was shut with the word of God. Sealed with the word of God. Okay, so I want to read some of these. It's going to take you 40 days for you to read these over yourself. And so every single one of you has homework. Every day you wake up, you got to do it first thing in the morning. Because his mercies are new every morning. When you wake up, you need to just take that cell phone and put it on the opposite side of the room. So when you wake up, You pick up the word of God. Because what are you doing? You're retraining your brain. And if you think that things that are happening in the world right now are terrifying, this is nothing. You have to be unmovable. And I'm telling you, beloved, listen to me. This is the way to do it. You will go 
in the way that your mind goes. All right, I'm going to read some of these. Father, thank you that you uphold me according to your promise, that I may live and let me not be put to shame in my hope. Father, thank you that my alms and prayers come up for a memorial before you. It is no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me in the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Father, thank you that I speak the wisdom of God ordained by you for my glory. Father, I thank you that I am a priest and a king in the order of Melchizedek, and I will reign in the earth. Lord, I thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit and granting me all boldness to speak your words and be a witness with great power and great glory. Thank you that you have given me a spirit of wisdom, understanding counsel, might, a spirit of the Lord, a fear of the Lord, so I may bear fruit a hundredfold. Thank you that I will rebuild your temple and I am filled with your glory, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit and all obstacles who come before me shall become a plain through grace. Thank you for blessing me this day and making me like a signet ring with governmental authority. Thank you that I preach about the kingdom of heaven, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and freely give. Thank you for providing seed to sow and enriching me in every way that I can be generous. And it goes on. And here's one of my favorites, ladies, those of you that are married. Thank you that I will fear the Lord and walk in your ways and eat the labor of my hands. And it is well with me. Thank you that I am a fruitful vine in the very heart of my husband's house and my children will be anointed to serve you. So I read this, I read this over my mind and within three months, I can tell you everything started to change. It didn't start to change, the circumstances didn't change, but my internal life and thought life changed. And so now circumstances would come in, information would come into my brain, and it would, it would drive along a new pathway that I had created for it. So instead of reacting negatively, I'm responding. And so a lot of you, depending on what you're dealing with, some of you are addicted to pornography. Some of you have pain in your body and you have chronic illness. You've got to get the word of God out because the word of God always works. And so you've got to look in the word and you've got to say, look, I am, or, or if there's fear, you know, I mean, there are people in my family that are, are just frozen with fear. I began to take them up in intercession. Thank you, father, that they are, they have not been given a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. If you're dealing with fear, man, get the word of God out and begin to declare that over you in first person. Something's going on in your life. You've got to say, what is your word over this God? Tell me what I say or what I do. Amen? Amen? All right, let's stand. Can I call the keyboard? Can I have a keyboard? Can I have a keyboard? Can I have some keys? Anybody? How are y'all doing? All right. I hope you feel empowered today. These are available for you up here. Uh, We're going to have the real version of them next week. And so you're going to get a fuller version for that. It will, it's thicker. Anyway, color. All right, let's pray. 
Father, I thank you today for all of our beautiful babies. Thank you for the blessings them today. God, thank you for blessing their families. God, what a magnificent group of babies. What a magnificent group of children. Thank you for entrusting us with their hearts and their spirits and their futures. Father, we love you. We really, really love you. We trust you. We know that you're a good father and you're going to take care of your kids. You're going to take care of us no matter what is going on. All we need to do is rest. God, I thank you for the power of your word that parts the Red Sea. That covers and protects us when plagues are all around us. The power of your word that said, let there be light. repeat after me Father I repent for an unrenewed mind God help me renew my mind so that your word can fall on fertile ground Give me grace to renew my mind and follow you into your perfect will. In Jesus' name.